0: Praise God. Well, let's look at John um, 13. We'll look at that in a moment. John thirteen 34. We'll go there in a minute. But, uh, you know, today is, or uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Today is Super Bowl Sunday, and, you know, we were talking about that. You know, long term, I looked it up. Uh, 2027, they're going to be the same day. If they keep going with that schedule, I don't know if they'll do that, because, you know, that's a little bit of a conflict. I don't know how many ladies would like that. We had a Super Bowl Sunday on Valentine's Day, but we'll see. Um, you know, they probably won't even be doing the same pattern by then. But, um, you know, people have a lot of stuff on their mind this time. of year. Some people celebrate Valentine's Day. Some people do not celebrate Valentine's Day at all. It's just another day. Wherever you fall, um, we, in that uh, spectrum, we know that, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of... Um, commotion around this day in in our culture but i just wanted to to share with you some few thoughts concerning love this morning john 13:34 let's start there the world has a lot of ideas about love <laughs> a lot of what they call love is not love at all john 13:34 says a new commandment i give to you that you love one another as i have loved you that you also love one another by this All will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you love one another as I've loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So there's this, you know, people have all kinds of ideas about love and what it is and what it isn't, Um, but Jesus here said that you are to love one another. And so that would, and we'll get into this, but he told us to love one another. Now you can make a legalistic thing about anything, and you don't want to do anything in legalism, it's just not going to work. How many of you you just love it when somebody just puts you know rakes you over the cold and said you got to do this or else does that super that motivates does that motivate you mo- doesn't motivate most people you know it they it, you can you can um, make ultimatum say things like that, but ultimately we don't usually like that it doesn't make you want to do something um, a lot of times it just makes you you know try to get by." Uh, concerning that person um, it, it it causes people to to skirt what they should do because under pressure, people will feel like if they don 't perform if they don 't perform something bad 's going to happen that causes stress on people it causes them to be anxious, and what it 'll cause people is you know they 'll it, 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 they don't want to make a mistake. So then if they do make a mistake, they don't even want to be forthright about it because you're going to, they're just going to get beat up some more. So that doesn't work. But on the other hand, Jesus said it's a, it's a commandment. He said, I, I, a commandment I give to you that you love one another. So if it's something he told us to do, then that would mean it doesn't really have anything to do with how we feel. A commandment, if you're supposed to do this, if you went by how you felt, if you had to feel good, in other words, to do it, it wouldn't be a commandment. It'd be based on how you felt. But but a lot of people in this world, when they talk about love, number one, they're not talking about the God kind of love, the love in the Bible. But number two, they think it is totally dependent on how they feel about it. If they feel like loving, then they'll love. If they don't, then they won't. And that's a misunderstanding of love. That's not love at all. And we'll get into that. First Corinthians, uh, let's read First Corinthians 13. Familiar passage of scripture. But let's look at this as we're going forward. You know, it never hurts to, to, even if you've seen these scriptures, heard it, it's good to go over these. We'll read this in the New King James and then uh, the Amplified. What is this love that we're supposed to, supposed to is the wrong word, that God told us to, to do, to walk in this, to act like this. What does it actually look like? 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. So this is actual love. As we're reading this, just compare this to what the world calls love most of the time. And you know, even if you've heard some of these things, doesn't doesn't matter. We can hear the word over and over, and it just it strengthens our beliefs. It helps us to see things that the Spirit of God can always help you come up to the next level, just in different truths. And so, as we're looking through this, just just um, be comparing what this is versus the what people call love, especially around this time of the year, what they call romantic love and stuff. It, It it doesn't look like this most of the time, what the world is calling love. It says, love suffers long and and is kind, does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never Fails. Let's read it in the amplified. It says love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited. "'Arrogant and inflated with pride. "'It is not rude, unmannerly. "'It does not act unbecomingly. Love "'God's love in us does not insist on its own rights "'or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. "'It is not touchy or fretful or resentful.' It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Stop right there. If it bears up under anything and everything that comes... Your feelings, you know, your feelings aren't the same all the time. Feelings come and go. You guys going to help me this morning or not? They come, they go. You can feel, I'm talking about feelings. I'm not talking about how you act on the feelings. You can feel great one moment and then feel like the world is collapsing another moment. You can feel, you know, you're going to conquer everything one moment, and the next moment you get some news and you think, there is no way. And then by the same token, you can feel like you just love somebody one minute, and the next moment, you don't want to see their face. You don't have to raise your hand. You know what I'm talking about. But it says, love bears up under anything. And everything that comes, well, then that would mean it is not based on a feeling. It's a choice, which we'll see. It's a choice for you, for us to walk in it. It's not a feeling. It's not based on what we feel about it. It's based on what you decide to do. Which is good news if we've been thinking it's a feeling because the world acts like it's a feeling. And as soon as the feeling's not there, you will hear this exact language. Just, I don't, I'm not in love with them anymore. I don't, I don't feel the love anymore. The spark is gone. Does that sound like the first part of this verse? Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It does, that, that sentiment that, well, I just don't feel it anymore, that's pervasive. In fact, I wonder how many people, you know, married unmarried, they, they sell if they're going to celebrate Valentine's Day or any day, are they celebrating with the same person next year? And the next I mean the people that think I'm so in love, but then something changes and no, I'm not in love." Well, that's because it's based on feeling. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person, its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. This is God's love. And it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. God's love does not change based on circumstance. Now, you and I both know we live in a fallen world and we live, in one sense, it's in, you know, you could say the real world, although the spiritual realm is much re- more real than what we see. But we live, I mean, we, we have practical obligations. We live with actual people. So we can make this real super spiritual this morning and act like, oh, yeah, everybody knows that, and then go out and then we're faced with the real uh, you know, tasks and the, the real rubbing shoulders and the real flesh of other people. And then the spiritual can just go right out the window. You're like, that sounded good, but... And you're dealing with whatever situation, you name it. And we don't, just not talking about romantic, you know, talking about somebody that you're um, romantically involved with or that your spouse or whatever. I mean, love, it applies across the board. The people you work with, people you go to school with, people you drive next to on the road, people you see in the supermarket, checking out in front of you or behind you or wherever. It applies everything. And it is is—it is uh, supremely practical, love. It's not We're not talking about, you know, just love. See, that's this love everybody and it just, you know, this Pollyanna not real thing that don't see anything and everybody's great. That love in the Bible is, doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with reality, doing with, dealing with real humanity, real uh, challenges, real pressures, real other people's flesh. And it actually doesn't fail in those circumstances. It's powerful. Amen. John 3, 16. Let's look at a few verses. This, this is based on... Not based on, but what we're to do when we're talking about this, we look to Jesus. Jesus is our example. The reason this isn't something that is a philosophy. It's not something that somebody just came up with and sounds good and doesn't actually translate to the real world. We're looking at Jesus as an example of love. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So He so loved the world, didn't say that He just felt great about it, that He had goosebumps. It says He loved, so He gave His Son. It was a choice. He did it on purpose it didn't have anything to do, doesn't say anything to do with the way he felt about it. it was a, It's a conscious decision. Even when we, as human beings, were unlovely and in our own selves, even if you've been born again, your flesh stinks. Mine does too. I'm not talking about literally, I mean, maybe you haven't taken a shower. We're not talking about that, but we're talking about just being around people it, it we deal with people's stuff and we're not making an excuse you don't want to make excuse excuses for people but you know you and i and everybody on the planet we deal with the, our natural selves and you're going to deal with that till the day you leave this earth you're not going that's not a bad confession that is reality it doesn't matter how old you get doesn't matter how spiritually you think you are you're going to have to contend with the flesh when we talk about the flesh, your natural uh tendencies just you you know your your senses, but your your the unrenewed part of your mind, that's why we want to get the word of God into our minds so that we see clearly so that we can act right. But it's not going to go away. You're not going to reach a point where it's like, "Oh, I'm above it all now." You're not. And if you start thinking that way, you're going to get sucked down really quick. Now we we all have challenges to deal with. We're all going to have to deal with You know, our our own stuff in this earth, that's not a bad confession saying that, you know, we just can't overcome. We can overcome, but we're all in the process of it. Nobody is all all over it and has arrived, and that means everybody that you deal with in your life, they haven't arrived either. Real easy to say, why don't you get your stuff together when if we just, you know, our stuff, we still need to get our stuff together too. Well, love will help us actually navigate that reality. But it's a choice to do that. We need to know what love is. We need to know that God, Jesus is our pattern for it. And we need to know that we can act on it because he told us we could. Let's look at 1 John 4 verse 9. Let's read a few scriptures here that that paints a picture of what Jesus did. First John 4, verse 9 says, in, in this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. We're going to live through Him. Verse 10, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And He sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also, or we also ought to love one another. But he's saying, This is love. We go back to verse 10. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and has sent his son to be the propitiation, the sacrifice, the atonement for our sins. That is showing love what he did. It was an act, it was a decision. It was on purpose. Ephesians 2, verse 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved. Go back to verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us. Because He loved us. Everybody say, because He loved us. Say, because he loved me. It says, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. So even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive because he sacrificed, he made a choice to love us when we didn't have anything to offer. He loved us anyway. Romans 5 verse 6. It says, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly. That describes every person in here at one point. But he died for us on purpose. He decided to die for us even though we had nothing to offer him. We didn't look good, didn't give him goosebumps. Now, the Bible says for the joy set before him. He knew what he was doing. He knew that he was making us a way to be right with God. But he didn't do it based on the circumstance or the feeling. He did it based on, because he chose to. And so we act the same way. We, we, we act because he acted. We're, we're uh, behaving like him. Let's read verse 6 again. We'll go a little bit further. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Somebody that's actually good. It says for scarcely somebody would lay down their life for somebody that's good. A bit laying down your life's a big deal. It says yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. So for somebody that's really good, somebody might, just naturally speaking, lay down their life for him. But verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us when we were still sinners, when we didn't have anything to offer. He showed, he demonstrates his love, how he acted, he laid down his life for us. So God's uh, sacrifice in Jesus made it possible for us to be right with him And it is His love toward us that uh, propelled that sacrifice. He, He chose to love us. Everybody say, He chose. He chose to love. He chose to love me when I wasn't lovable. That's what He did, is He chose to love us. Now, we then have a choice whether we will follow what He said in continuing that in this realm. Ephesians 5, verse 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. It says, Be imitators of God, and then verse 2, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us. So imitate God and walk in love as Christ also loved us. So he's telling us to do something. We're going to read a number of these scriptures. We, we opened up with one. Uh, it said, love one another, that you love one another as I have loved you. Here it's saying, be, imitate God, walk in love. So it's telling us to do something. So that means it's a choice whether you're going to do it. He didn't say, I understand, you can't do anything until you really, you know, feel it. So wait until that happens. And if it's strong enough, go ahead and love people. It didn't say any of that. You know, you know, it didn't say any of that. It's just telling you to do it. Well, not in a legalistic way, again, We'll get to some more scripture here. But we have, if he told us to do it, we have the ability to do it. Amen. Don't, don't make it a legalistic thing. As we're going through this, don't, don't let Satan steal from you by making it this, this, you know, hammer that's beating you over the head going, yeah, see, you're supposed to love. Everybody in this room and everybody online, everybody that'll hear this message, you know, in general, that you're supposed to do certain things. We all do. Okay, it's getting it done is the issue. You don't need me to stand up here and tell you what you should do and should not uh, do. I mean, we're going to read the Word of God. It's not my opinion anyway. But in large, I mean, there are people that in our society have taken the Word of God, made it to none effect. They have their own opinion and they, they think something else is right. And so they do need to hear the Word of God to say, wait a minute, that's not right. This is right. And there is that truth, and we all need the Word of God to come before us, and it just keeps course-correcting us. The Word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, right now, everybody, you know, that we're hearing the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit is quickening it, and He brings pictures, and He brings illustrations, and He brings circumstances, all custom-tailored to every person, and He's helping us right now to course-correct our life. It's supernatural, and only God can do it. So I don't know everything that's going on in your life, but the Holy Spirit does, and the Word of God goes forth, and then He paints a picture for you, shows you what you need to do, how to do it, and and encourages you to do it. But it is not automatic, and it is not something that you need to um, beat yourself up over. Then you, like I was saying, we we know generally. Then some people may. B bringing ideas that are totally opposed to the word of God and they need that correction to like be okay. No, I, this is not right. This is right because the world that we live today, it, it's calling good, evil and evil good to a high degree. Okay, but let's put that aside for a second. And, and a lot of you that are here, the fact that you're here listening right now is already saying volumes. Or that you're, you're tuning in online or that you've taken the time to go and click on a message if it's recorded. So you want to, su- to some degree to do well and you've probably heard the Word of God and just, it, you know, or, or, or some uh, sense of what the Word of God says in different areas. So you know, you know what you need to do. The issue is you need to know how to actually get it done because those are two different things. You know, I can think... You know, I know what needs to be done in a given situation, like in a sporting event. Hey, pass the ball there. You throwing the ball 50 yards to somebody is a totally different thing. Or, you know, you, 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 it's so easy to, to look at, uh, you know, a sporting event. I played a, a soccer growing up. And it's so easy to go, oh, yeah, do this and that. That's so obvious. When you have the whole field in front of you, you can see all the people moving. Pass it to that dude. It's a whole other thing when you're on the field. You can apply to any sport. But, you know, I played soccer. You're, when you have these guys coming at you, you don't have the bird eye, bird's eye view of seeing everything. You have on the ground view, these people coming at you. you got to look at the ball or not look at the ball, you know, and, and, and um, be able to move it around without looking at it while you're looking at somebody else and knowing where people are coming and then hit a precision pass to somebody that's running down here. You don't have the same view. And so many times we look at somebody else's life or something else and go, see, just do this or yourself, (laughs) just do this. And then you get in a situation and like, it looks so easy, but I know what I'm supposed to do, but I need help doing it. That's where the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God comes into play. And so anything that he's telling us to do, we don't take it as, I know I'm supposed to do that. Thanks for the reminder and then walk out with condemnation. We need to approach the word of God saying his way's right. And if he told me to do it, I can do it. Now, God, help me to see and help me in my situation, my real practical situation with all the, the, the all that that entails, with actually dealing with real people and their stuff and situations and Situations other people have created because of their stuff and help me to actually apply your word in those situations and come out on top. No matter if it's work, no matter if it's your spouse, if it's your brother, sister, you know, extended family, you know, somebody you don't know that you have to deal with, uh, you know, online through or email or whatever. God's word works. Amen. It works for real. So if he's telling us to do something, then we, we got to go look. Okay, you told me to do that. We need to know we can do it. Because we don't want to take sides against God's word. If we say, I can't, you don't know the person I'm dealing with. You can't do it. See, we just took ourselves out of the running and we said, it can't be done. Now I'm not we're not talking about let's say this cuz you have to say this if you're in an abusive relationship or somebody that that is hurting you you that it, you're not talking about putting up with stuff that you shouldn't put up with okay that's a that's a different issue and you need to to look at that realistically and get yourself out of that if if somebody is hurting you but when we're just dealing relationships that really somebody's just getting on our nerves no matter, again, what situation it's in, whether it's somebody you live with, with somebody at work, whatever, how do you deal? Well, it, the answer is going to be love, because that's God. God is demonstrating it. He, it it's not some philosophy. It's not my philosophy. It's not some man's philosophy. It's actually a force. It's the love of God that we cooperate with. And if we'll do that, the Bible says, love never fails. And we read the description of that. Go back and read that, especially in the Amplified. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Go read it. What, we read through it once, and we're not going to take time to dive into all those different areas. But it, is, it paints a picture of what that looks like, and you can, you can make it practical. You can just focus on one little part of that and say, I'm going to God help me, I'm going to do better on this this week. Or today. Or the month. Or maybe the year. <laughs> I'm going to take this part. And I'm going to keep beating it. With God's help, until I make some progress. Well, that's how you get further. But it says, do we, uh, <clears throat> so we read verse 2, Ephesians 5 verse 2, it says, And walk in love as Christ also loved, has loved us and given himself for us. So you walk in love as Christ has loved us. So he did something, so I'm going to look to him, it's his love, and I'm going to love somebody else with it. But notice, it's, it's going to be a choice to say, number one, I can do this. I, it's possible. And if I just say, well, no, I can't unless I feel it, well, I just took myself out of a whole bunch of situations that I'm not going to be able to apply it. But then if I say it's not possible, I just took myself of all, out of all situations. But if I say, Lord, you said it, it's possible, and it's something I'm going to decide to do, not something I'm going to wait to feel to do, and then I set myself up to actually do it. Let's look at 1 Peter 3, verse 8. You know, some of this is new to some people. A lot of it's not new to anybody. doesn't really matter. It's actually getting it done. doesn't matter if we heard it or not. So we all hear the Word of God continually, and we get a little further, and God can help us to actually apply it. It's actually uh, doing it in real life that's going to help us not having known something for 10 years or have intellectual knowledge of it. 1 Peter 3, verse 8 says, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Notice what it said. Let him seek peace and pursue it. That's active. Let him seek peace and pursue it. It started out saying love one another as love as brothers and be tender hearted. Here it says, and let him seek peace and pursue it. What? seeking peace that's a choice you're choosing to 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 go after peace and walking in love and pursue it well that that doesn't mean you just do it when you feel like it it means you chose to do it you chose you know we exercise this every day in so many areas you choose to go to the store to get something i'm choosing to seek a loaf of bread At pick your favorite grocery store. We need bread. I will seek bread. (laughs) What if you said, but I don't feel like seeking it. I don't feel like going out to the car. I don't feel like, I don't feel like when I turn the the key or push the button that the car is going to start. And you're saying, your feeling has zero to do with that car starting. Ain't a person in here that can go out and determine whether that car starts or not based on your mind. It has nothing to do with it. I don't know if I go, you know, I, I don't know if I can pay the cashier or, you know, do the self-checkout. I just, I don't feel like it today. Well, guess what? You're not going to have any bread. It has nothing to do with whether you could have gone to the store or not. It has everything to do with if you chose to go or not. It didn't have anything to do with your feelings. Now, that is really... You said. well, that's a different thing. Uh, Yes, it's a different application. And yes, we know it's different. But the principle is very much the same. But I'm dealing with somebody else. But we're talking about the motivation and you deciding whether you're... You, me, I'm saying you, everybody. We're all in the same boat. Whether a person is going to decide that i'm going to walk in love because god told me i could do it because he gave me the power to do it and whether i feel like it or not i'm going to do it not based on another person i'm going to do it and i'm going to choose that's different than i don't i just i don't like you i don't feel sorry not feeling it today you could do the exact same thing and say hey we're out of bread sorry not feeling it today come back tomorrow Amen. Romans 12, 18 says, If it is possible, everybody say possible. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you. Yeah, but the other person. As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. See, it's so easy to say, yeah, but they. You all know what I'm talking about. Every one of us. It's easy to say, yeah, but they did this, so what? Then I don't have to. And plus, they did this, and I'm mad, so I don't have to. Every one of us deals with that. I'm not going to do it. Fine. If they do something different, maybe I'll, maybe I'll consider it then, right? Come on. Yeah? But that's not what the Bible says. Again, remove. We're not talking about taking every hit. We're not talking about taking abuse. That's that we're not. The Bible doesn't teach that. We're not saying that. But but a whole lot of just living life doesn't fall into that category. We're just waiting for somebody else to do. You know, somebody smiles at me, well, I'll consider smiling. But I'm not smiling. I'm not going to treat them. You know what they did to me this 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 day. I mean, and we're not talking about a bad situation. Just talking about you know, they said this or that. So I don't have to. Well, you don't have to. But you don't have to go to the store and get bread either. We, we, it's a choice. It's like, well, you did this, so I'm, I, I don't care. I'm still going to as much as it depends on me. I'm going to act on it. See, Jesus did it before we had earned anything. You say, well, he's Jesus. Yeah, but the Bible told us to be like yeah. him. You're not going to be the son of God. But we are supposed to be sons and daughters of God. And he's our example. And we have the Holy Spirit inside us to help us. Again, don't take it as, well, you just know you've tried. We may have tried, and we may have failed. Many times, it, that's beside the point, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do today? What are we going to do tomorrow? And if we think, I just, I, I'm not feeling it anymore, we just disqualified ourselves, and we know that God is love, and that love is His way, so if we want the right way, we're going we're gonna to act on what He said. 1 Peter 4, verse 8, it says, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. We know this is true. When we walk in love and choose to walk in love, It can cover other people's failings and other people's quirks, which we all have. But you walking in love chooses to act a certain way anyway. Maybe something they did or said does kind of make you like, rubs you the wrong way, but you choose to override that and cover it anyway. Not talking about something that you're putting up with. We're just talking about dealing with people. Because you're going to deal with people, you're going to deal with quirks. Everybody's dealing with you. Everybody's dealing with me. So if we get into that attitude, well, now we're on God's side. Now we're working with Him. Instead of taking sides against Him, we're saying, God, you know. You know what I'm dealing with. They may be praying the same thing. God, you know what I'm dealing with. They're talking about you. Talking about me. You know as well as I do it, we have a tendency not to see the things we're dealing with or the, our quirks, but we it's real easy to see everybody else's. Jesus said something about that. You know, you're trying to you're trying to remove the speck in somebody else's eye and you have a two by four sticking out of your eye. You know, you got this big log and you're like, let me get that little thing in. You know, everybody's looking at you going, you know, that'd be a lot easier if you would just remove that things sticking out of your eye, but we're like, what thing? I'm being helpful. Come here. Let me get that out of here. No, we can choose that. Hey, God, I I know I'm coming up. I'm believing you. So Lord, help me to to walk in love here. Because you can only really truly do this by the power of the Holy Spirit anyway. The world can tell you what to do and not do and have their philosophies, but the Bible will tell you what God says and he's the creator and he knows what to do and not to do in any given situation and he is love. So when you start saying, I can walk in love, I choose to, doesn't matter what I feel, I'm going to, you have hooked yourself up with him and now his power will help you to do it. Help you to move forward forward. And walk like he walks. First John four seven says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for God is, or for love is of God, and everyone who loves truly loves is born of God, and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Saying you can't truly love without knowing God, because He's love. He doesn't love, just love. He is love." And he, it's, an out, it's an outflow. Love is an outflow of who he is. Jesus showed us what that looked like by laying down his life in a horrible death for people that may spit on him and never turn to him. Did it anyway. He chose to. And so that is the love of God. And God said that we could do it. Now, you're not going to do it perfectly. I'm not going to do it perfectly. Sometimes that trips us up. Well, I'm trying, but then I messed up. So what? Sit there. No, you keep going. Like our brother Hagen talking. You get up in the middle of the night, you hear, we don't have this anymore. But you know, it used to be you'd have a phone, like in a stationary place, like across your, your room, or it may be down the hall. Now it's just probably laying by the side of your fed bed because it's a mobile phone. But you know, if the phone started ringing in another room, in the middle of the night, and you got up, and you started going, and right when you started going, you bumped your knee, you don't go, oh, well, that's it, sit down, go to bed. You would keep going and going toward the phone. You're not going to let that stop you. And sometimes natural things, we like, of course, or somebody's at the door, or your child's crying, and they need help. You're not going to be like, oh, I tried, sorry, I'm here. And they're still crying. I know I I, I bumped my knee, nothing I can do, I'm sitting here. I tried. You'd get up and try again. What if you then <laughs> pumped your, your, your toe? It was a bad night for you, but you'd probably still just get up and go. <laughs> uh, you're hobbling in, just, I'm here, Daddy's here. You wouldn't just be like, oh, that's it. Man, I tried once, tried twice, that's it. No, that's, that's natural, and we know. We're like, of course you're going to keep going. Well, spiritual things are the same thing. So you got up, and you said... I'm walking in love today with that person. They are not going to get me at work or in the house, whatever. And you see them and you did great the first pass. And you saw them again and they said something, but you held it together. And then they did this little thing they do. And you're like, yeah, but I'm in love mode today. And then the fourth thing, they did something. You're like, that's it. And you just, (laughs) then you're like, I tried. Or worse yet, you know, you you got yourself all psyched up, and the first thing, they say something just out of the blue, and boom, you're done. (laughs) And it's 8.45 in the morning. (laughs) Now, are you just like, I'm done. Forget it. I tried. No, you just got to be like, God, I'm sorry. You know my heart. Forgive me. If you said something to them, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And go on. This is where the rubber meets the road. That is easier said than done, because your pride gets in the way, because you were going to do it today. You were going to, you, you prayed and you were, and then you fell flat on your face. What do you do then? I tried. This stuff doesn't work. That's not going to work. It's God's word. So we already established that. I don't want to see them anymore. It might not work because you're going to see them every day, whether you like it or not. You can just, or you can just do what the word says. If you did something to them, you ask for forgiveness that can be hard on your flesh, hard on my flesh you didn't say something, you just had to make an adjustment on the inside. Good. Make the adjustment and go on. And then you keep doing it. You just make a choice to do it anyway. What if you don't feel like it anymore? We already covered that. You, you left feeling, you know, back at 845. You're at 330 now. Not, don't have anything to do about feeling. It is. You're making a choice that God's word works, and I'm going to do what God said because it's going to work. You hear me? Let's close with this. Romans 5, 5. It says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us the love of god which we've been talking about this whole time the love of god that put jesus on the cross the love of god that we described in 1st corinthians 13 that love of god that jesus that god looked at humanity before they had done anything and sent jesus Before they were lovable that love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us That love if you are a child of god If you believed on jesus confessed him as your savior that love is poured out in our heart So in any situation we can say that love's there. I'm choosing to let it out I'm choosing to say the right thing. I'm gonna you didn't do it right. Okay, that just meant you came out instead of the love came out That's all that means It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're done. And you know what? This applies to the other person as well. When they say something to you, you're like, how could they? You know exactly how could they because you've done it. And I've done it. I just can't believe. Just like what you did. You just yielded to the wrong thing. You yielded to you. You yielded to that impulse instead of listening to the love of God. And you know what? All it takes when we start realizing that is, oops, did the wrong thing. I yielded the wrong thing. Forgive me. Now, here's the right thing. And we just do it again, again, easier said than done, but possible by the power of God and by his help it's possible. And if it's possible and his love has been poured out in our hearts, then we can do it by his power. And then we can have the results that love promises. It says love never fails. It doesn't fade out. It will never uh, fail because it is the way of God. God does not fail. Amen.